hello, uh, greetings, wingo, who yeah, so on and so forth. This is Jake, one of the hosts of the show you're listening to. I am just popping in here before we start to let you know about something funny that happened so you don't get confused. What happened is me and my friend Avery started King of the Hill podcast because we wanted to watch King of the Hill because it sounded like a lot of fun. And she is very funny. And I said, hey, Avery, what should we call this show? And she said, how about dang old podcast, which made me laugh a lot because it's very weird. So we recorded about 10 episodes of this thing, and then I, when I was going to put them online, I found out somebody else runs a show called Dang Old Podcast, where it's two people watching King of the Hill. So check that show out. I don't want to step on them or anything, but we uh, recorded about 10 of these before we realized that. So uh, the name of the show changed to That's My Podcast, I Don't Know You, you know, which is the thing that Bobby Hill says and is also funny. Um, but that's why... We are going to refer to it in the episodes as dang old podcast. Just to clear up any confusion, two different shows. Our show is called That's My Podcast, I Don't Know You, and uh, you should listen to it because it's funny. Um, also, there's a little bit of an echo because we had some, you know, we're working out the technical whatnot. Um, hear the heat, not the meat, huh? Uh, we figured it out eventually. So, uh, listen, just get through these first 10 episodes with us. We'll be smooth sailing, baby, all the way into every other season of King of the Hill. Thank you for listening and enjoy the show. All right, fuck it. Let's just start. I don't know. First one. All I don't right, know how to start. One. We we don't have a how to start thing yet. Hello, welcome to the Dang Old Podcast. The Dang Old Podcast. <laughs> uh, that's the name we went with. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Sup I think it's a good, the best that's one. What we went. Oh, here's how we start the show. Sup, fucker. Sup, fucker. Yeah, that's how me and Avery say hello to each other. Yep, that makes sense. Um. The only other name I thought might be really funny to call this is just Who Yeah. But... <laughs> Who Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Peggy? <laughs> yeah, I just love that she says that. It's such a weird thing. Yeah, she's really, uh, that's, yeah, it's when she's excited. <laughs> Who Yeah. Yeah, it's a great catchphrase. Um, or the Propaniacs, which was. The Propaniacs is good. The Propaniacs. We could record a song. <laughs> we should. <laughs> um. Well, uh, <clears throat> and then there's that's my podcast. I don't know you, but that one's. I feel like that joke's been the internet already. Yeah, that's there's t-shirts and tote bags. You know, I thought about maybe. Um, I'm a little worried about being a slut, but because <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's my. That's actually in episode two. That's like my favorite. Uh. I used to have a button that said that in high school. It's just, that's like the first question he asks when they ask him about sex ed. Like, do you have any questions? I'm a little worried about being a slut. <laughs> just I this know. poor little boy. I can't believe that was in episode two. Yeah. Because it's such a There's, good line. There are some like really, really iconic things like right up top that, you know, yeah. you think come later down the line, but it's the first two episodes. It's crazy how good the show is right out the gate. So, yeah. uh, off a dome, I guess right up top, I want to announce like why the fuck we're doing this, right? Yeah. So to me, I think my reason is basic. My reasoning is basic here. Um, I wanted to do something fun as opposed to mind-numbingly difficult, which mm -hmm. is what a lot of the things that I do are. Yeah. I also just have wanted to watch King of the Hill front to back forever and have never been like that hungover or able to go like, you know, to make I've never had an excuse to watch like the to whole make the thing. Time. Yeah, I want to know everything about it. And um, yeah, I don't know. Also, I think that like this should have happened by now. Someone should have made a King of the Hill podcast. Yeah. And 
no one has. And I think it's because there aren't that many, like, there are a lot of good comics and podcasters out there. Mm, not everyone's from Texas, though. Yeah, not enough fucker. Texans, fucker. That's not a Texan accent. <laughs> not <laughs> enough Texans, fucker. <laughs> I'm always. <laughs> we talked a little bit like Michael Parks just now. Yeah, I kind of did. Yeah. <laughs> Bring her in, make her grin. <laughs> There's a, have you seen that the newest video of Michael Park? Michael Park, the door guy from the. Um, it, he's like, I think Danny Goodwin, this great comic, posted it. Uh, and he's testing the mic. Uh, Mike is. And <laughs> uh, it just says, uh, release the bats now. <laughs> and he holds now for so long. <laughs> release the bats now is one of his catchphrases. But he just holds now forever. It's really, really. I thought they had edited it like a Vic Burger thing. And <laughs> it turned out it was just <laughs> Mikey doing it live. That's so funny. I, I didn't know that was. Is that one of his new catchphrases? Release the bats now. Oh, yeah. And 17 large, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. That's so funny. Uh. The Velveeta Room is a podcast. Uh, is a, a podcast. Yeah, it should be. I'm sorry, my brain's ruined, man. It's okay. Doing this shit for money. Uh, <laughs> no, it's a comedy club on Sixth Red River in Austin, Texas, yeah. where I did a lot of shit starting off. I was just there recently. It's so Michael Parks being part of it. Well, he'll come back up. Michael, come back. He's the yeah. He's the door guy that's worked there for eight. You know, I have if a folder are- of young Mike on my phone. <laughs> so I can show people how beautiful, how hot he was, <laughs> how, how horny Ma- young Mike was when he was like a Shakespearean actor. <laughs> it's like stage shots well, in black and white. Have I ever showed you them? I didn't know he was a Shakespearean actor. He was like an actor. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, of he was in like was. melodrama theater and did like all sorts. I feel like a... um. Like a bad He's a hunk. I've never, I'm going to text I've, him to you right now. <laughs> I've never even thought about where he came from. He just lives at the Velv. Yeah, he, he he's a framer. He frames art, and he does. And he was an actor. <laughs> I think I knew that because I used to be a framer. But yeah. Uh, yeah, that's funny. I saw. I think it was Danny Goodwin put on his flyer for his next Velv show, like Michael Parks Productions or something. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. <laughs> that rules anyway that's it that's the entire premise that's all you need to know we're comics we're from texas we're funny we're friends and we love to gab (laughs) we're friends we have king of the hill tattoos yeah we have friendship tattoos that are king of the hill tattoos (laughs) we probably should have mentioned that earlier we're big fans of the show and have had these friendship tattoos um when we get drunk um we may you have made them make out before Dale. Oh yeah, yeah. You just rub <laughs> our arms this. together. Um, yeah, I'm sober by the way. Forty three days. I'm sorry. Say that again. I'm so. I've been sober for forty three days. Hell yeah, brother. Yeah, I'm so proud so of you. They can't make out. It, well, they can make out anymore. We just won't be drunk next time. I'll be drunk. You'll be drunk. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. <laughs> I'll let you rub your arm on my arm so it looks like they're kissing again. Oh, man. That's great, dude. That's a great way to start something like this. Isn't man. it? Yeah. I'm, and it'll be really funny if I uh, relapse. And, and <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I won't. I'm set and ready to, um, like, you know, start over. Just really get at life. Let's do a podcast about King of the Hill. (laughs) I support you no matter what you do. I think, um, you know, it's podcasting is like driving a very uh, large vehicle. I think it's better if you're sober for it. Yeah, that's what I I do for a living. So you drive a very large vehicle. That's right. (laughs) You're a tour guide now, huh? Yeah, Yeah, Texas tour guide. Hell yeah, because we also kind of know each other from bartending, although mm-hmm. that'll come up, I'm sure, in an episode of the show. All right, well, I'm yeah. Jake Flores. That's Avery Moore. Hi. That's everything you need to know about us. <clears throat> Thank you for listening to our King of the Hill podcast. It begins. Uh, let's start. Um, Season one, episode one. Yeah, season one, episode one. I looked it up on Hulu. I don't think it has a name. It's called uh, Pilot. 
yeah. as the first episode of a lot of things are. That's cool. Um, let's see. Go through my notes here. So, the thing that's funny about pilots to me, I think, is that like a lot of some sometimes minor stuff that gets like kind of polished by the time the show actually gets picked up is different. There's weird music. Did you notice that? There's weird music and a weird intro. They do a bird's eye like flyover of like backyard pools and a couple other things that like more detail in the neighborhood than they normally do. It's normally just the the alley. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah, but the music was weird. Like it wasn't the refreshments yet. Yeah. And like most scenes sort of like most scenes in the show sort of start with like this weird like acoustic strum just like yeah. one like, <laughs> like to upset the mood yeah, <laughs> but but yeah was... it was very weird i agree yeah. yeah yeah i don't know there was just like a different riff and it threw me off well and weird. it still has that um that real shaky old beavis and butthead animation too the the animation as with most like animated shows gets more polished uh, but it's still got that like you know beavis and butthead's neighbor What's the guy's name? I should probably know that since he's the the basis of Hank Hill's character. <laughs> That's okay. This is a long project. We'll figure that out. Yeah, um, you know, I'm I don't remember his about name. Off often, top of my whose head. camper they were whacking. You know, what I'm <laughs> <laughs> what's the matter yeah. with you? You're a federal agent. Don't you ever end a sentence in a preposition? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's that? weird. He had like no hair. He, and, like, had, a he was like bald, Hank. Like bald, like a baby <laughs> Hank, but like you could yeah. tell that is like I know exactly what he looks like if he was a real person. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you see his like it's like saggy bald baby skin. Yeah, on his big bald head, and he had like that little hat and those glasses. But like, there's fifty thousand of those guys in Fort Worth. <laughs> he definitely looked like a real Texas, a real human. ass guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Hank but that's where you get like looks... oh that's where that comes from <laughs> oh <laughs> Hank also looks like a real dude yeah. uh, but like I guess Hank is more distinctive the hair like kind of makes him into a thing that isn't maybe as close to Homer Simpson and yeah it's like... that high and tight yeah but, yeah like less like Hank's really put together, even though he like is a plain guy, like wears jeans and work boots and a white T-shirt and a belt like he uh he gets a haircut like every two weeks, you know, like he's not a slob like Homer. Yeah. And the the original King of the Hill guy, the wobbly one from from uh from what do you call it? From Beavis and Butthead. Uh-huh. Uh, he could be a little bit of a slob, I think. Like he's like a less put together version. Hank. You know, yeah. he's like a, um, he maybe he's kind of drunk, you know, or yeah, Hank and drinks I think, beer all the time, but he isn't really a drunk. Yeah, I think he's like, Hank is like an amalgamation, like of a lot of different characters from that, from the Mike Judge, like universe, but he tightened up, I think, because of the idea of his dad, like maybe because they're going to bring in cotton. So like Hank would have been raised in like that military environment. So he's not so much a slob, like he's just a regular ass dude, but you know, he keeps his hair tight and his lawn perfect and his truck in mint condition, you know, that kind yeah. of Texan. <laughs> totally. Okay. We'll have to, you know, I'm going to put a pin in that. We'll have to figure out more about that original Hank guy as we All move right. on. I'm sure he'll come back up. Um, so oh. the show opens on the weirdest thing of all time. I didn't, I have not gone back and watched the pilot in, I don't know, like 10 years or something like that. So Did I totally you watch forgot the that Seinfeld show last night? Yeah, it's them talking about Seinfeld. Yeah. <laughs> and then Boomer goes, man, those boys from New York, man, they, dang old man, Kramer just comes in, dang old slides in, man, woo, and, just, and he just starts laughing. But they say those boys from New York. <laughs> it's just like the best thing in the world because everyone was watching. It's 1996 or 97 in this pilot. It's yeah. Because like, Peggy is just one. Um, the the substitute teacher of the year. Of the year. Yeah. The substitute teacher of the year award award. 
So, yeah, like everyone is watching Seinfeld, even uh, like dudes in Arlen, Texas, <laughs> which is Arlington, yeah. right? And Garland. <laughs> which I think it's know. really funny that they kind of like open with that because like uh, this is like directly kind of in contrast with what people may think about like texans because we have the like the pace picante commercial thing where they go new york city you yeah, know no, it's actually it's absolutely a comment on that and also they said dang old show about nothing man like it's just four friends standing in an alley too like <laughs> like for all we know like it's gonna be texas seinfeld <laughs> <laughs> right. Texas. Seinfeld. Oh yeah. Like if like we didn't know what the show was gonna be about, like you know, <laughs> it, like maybe, but the Texas Seinfeld is really funny to think about. It kind of is. <laughs> I mean, like well, I'm sure that meme is. Wait, do it again. <laughs> uh, I'm doing country. The country Seinfeld music. <laughs> <laughs> that does kind of sound like the music on this show though you might be onto something here that might be like what they were drawing off of i'm yeah. sure there's been a, a meme out there where they're just the four they, of them somehow or the seinfeld yeah. cast or something yeah seinfeld's been really harvested for that <laughs> there's a seinfeld <laughs> meme for fucking everything um, there's also a king of the hill meme for everything this yeah. is interesting that they it like really started took on off, that and it's crazy because not like, I don't really know that many people that really watched it, but everybody loves laughing at, at Bobby Hill because yeah. he's a, like, you know, but like also Bobby's a little, a little shit in the beginning. He is. He's a little piece of shit <laughs> in these first two episodes. I, I forgot that. I was like, what the <laughs> he like really fucks with Hank in the first couple episodes. Yeah, I know it's kind of like watching like the early episodes of The Simpsons where they hadn't really like entirely formed up all the characters, and like yeah, every I'm, once in a the, while, Homer is like too smart or something, and you're like, <laughs> Homer's too fuck? smart. Like, yeah, and like Hank like truly loves Bobby <laughs> in the first, <laughs> like and expresses it, and like that never happens again. Um, but also Bobby like in later episodes he's so he really wants attention and he's like loving and misunderstood like he's sweet he's just dumb but like he's conniving in these first couple ones like he's a little goblin like (laughs) (laughs) yeah and like later on he's still like that but he's kind of like like oh i don't know if we should do this he's kind of like soft about it and stuff yeah no you watch there's a there was a point i wrote down a note like there's a point where he like looks it's just a shot of him and he acknowledges that what he's about to do is bad and he just does it (laughs) (laughs) he just shakes his head yes and keeps going i like that (laughs) um okay so then the first thing that happens after the credits is one of the it's one of the most famous memes of the show. It's crazy. I didn't realize how that's how fast it starts. But uh, the thing where Bobby's in his room listening to like a knockoff jerky boys thing or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and then Hank comes Oh, it's just toilet down. noises. <laughs> yeah. He, he puts his on earphones off and it's just like a, fu- a fart. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. It's like... <laughs> and he puts the headphones on and then he just like stares horrified into space. That's like yeah. a meme yeah. someone has done a million times with just like dunking on some new album or something. Yeah. There was a Twitter account or a, a Instagram account rather that was that and then they would just put a different song over it every over day. Over everything? Yeah, really that's funny. funny. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, it's just toilet humor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that rules. <laughs> it's just a fart. Yeah. Um. So then I think shortly after that, Luann is introduced. Yeah, Luann um, is the cousin. It's it's uh Hank. It's uh Peggy's sister. I think so. There is like they introduce her backstory, but I always kind of forget because yeah, it's just she's vague. their niece. But it's like she's not related to Hank. 
Right. That's why he doesn't love her. That makes sense. Yeah, that's why he doesn't love her. He's like, she's got to get out of here. <laughs> he eventually loves her, but he does not love her right now. He's also uh, scared of her because she's like a, a woman, like yeah. a grown, you know, young woman who just does things like Yeah, he like walks in on her in the shower like right away and he's like, there's a boy in this house. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, she's going to beauty school, and like the it she does that it's Brittany Murphy, which like R.I.P. But she does this amazing like speech right at the top when she like runs into Hank's arms in the kitchen, like about like <laughs> like a fire and like her homework got all burnt up and the trailer tipped over and like <laughs> Mama got taken to jail, but like. <laughs> like she like reads like rolls off this like string of all this terrible shit that happens and then she's like and the trailer tipped over <laughs> like she's like i don't know what i'm gonna do and it's just like all of these life ending things and she's worried about beauty school <laughs> like yeah and her funny. wig yeah um her wig and then hank is nice to her he's like we'll get you a new wig <laughs> Yeah, I know. You start to see his like weird. He's like such a conflicted character all the time. Everything that's happening to him is he's like, oh, he hates. And then he's like, all right, I'll come around. That's what Texas dads are like. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, I fucking love my family. (laughs) I don't know what to to do. (laughs) Um, So then they're in the car and they're on the way to. Bobby's like a uh, baseball softball practice or whatever. And yeah, Bobby's so weird, bad at it. <laughs> this weird like wordplay thing about like, I'm going to you give it 100%. And he's like, you, I think Hank is like, you should give it 110%. And then, and, and then she's, and then Peggy says, what about, what if Bobby gave him 112%? And then Bobby <laughs> goes, what if I gave 113%? <laughs> and he's just <laughs> leaning over this. It's like Laurel and Hardy. <laughs> yeah, well, you can't give 113% because that's unlucky. Cause that's 13 yeah. It. So <laughs> and he it's... said, we're not talking about 13. We're talking about 113. <laughs> 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 the writing is so good. <laughs> I know, man. This show, honestly, like straight from the pilot. Straight from actually... out the gate. It's just like really well-constructed jokes. Uh, I'm but I love that, like. We're... It's Bobby's real sweet there. Like, he's so dumb. He's like, what about 113? <laughs> he's just counting one higher. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm kind of glad we're doing this because this, this is actually a pretty good study of, like, really tight joke writing. Yeah. Like, I was writing notes the entire time I was watching this, and I was just noticed, like, well, this doesn't, like, sag ever. Everything yeah. that happens is really funny and has, like, something to do with the plot and shit. It drives it. Yeah. Yeah. This is like, we'll get into this, I'm sure, over the course of the show, but like, show's written by like hardcore comedy writers. Same people that wrote like The Simpsons and stuff, right? Same prop of people. Fucking uh, Ivy League nerds. Yeah. They're good at what they do. Um, So they get to the baseball game and they're, they're like barking, you know, encouragement at Bobby and going like, steal fucking first or whatever the fuck I don't, well, he's I don't... like exercising his supreme laziness in this episode like Bo- one thing about bobby is like he doesn't like to do stuff like i love that about it. he's just like a little boy a little chubby boy that doesn't want to play sports and he's like he's like you've got to hit the ball he's like well can he walk me and he's like that's not the fucking point man <laughs> yeah. you have he to says... try <laughs> like can he, can't I just like bunt and walk? Yeah, can I just walk? <laughs> like no, but, like yes, you can, but like that's not the fucking point. And Hank says, Dang it, "Bobby, don't play lawyer ball. Don't play lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> that fucking rules, dude. That's <laughs> like he, he just wants his boy to play sports, and he's just like, no, <laughs> no, man." I I'm a Bobby. I don't. You're I still don't understand how baseball works. So I like. I don't get See, what exactly was happening here. Yeah, I did not like playing sports. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to run. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like Just these flowers and these orange slices. Is what I like. 
<laughs> so anyway, this all results in uh, some confusion, and then Bobby gets hit in the head with uh, like a softball, and yeah. so he has like a black eye from it. But later but on, remember, but he gets. I think we left out that he went to that they went to the store. That's just what I was getting oh, to on the next. way home. Okay. He's got that black eye, and they have to stop at the Megalomart. This is the introduction of the Megalomart, and the yeah. first time we meet Buckley. Yeah, Buckley. Yeah, beloved character Buckley, and uh, Hank pulls over, and he's on this weird tip. Where Buckley he's right like, now I'm... is just a worker at Megalomart. True, which is their Walmart. Like they wear like vests and everything. We'll meet Chuck Mangione later too. Yeah, and that's we'll get to Megalomart, but whatever they're trying to say about this sociologically is very interesting. I don't really. Yeah. Know if I quite got my grasp on it yet, but uh, but Hank's on this weird shit where he's I need a tap and dire. I don't know, (laughs) and I, I don't know what a tap and dire is, and I think you're kind of not maybe supposed to know. Like it's like a weird, it's like a little wedge thing or something. It feels like that, like a tap. Yeah, Yeah, it's like a little wedge, like a little metal thing. That I didn't look it up, um, but that I just assumed that's what he needed, and some WD forty. Right, and WD forty, which he loves. Yeah, doesn't really say what he needs it for though so it's still very yeah, weird Buckley's that he's asking like, him these like existential he's like huh, what, but like what do you need it for and he's like <laughs> why would I ask you that <laughs> he's like, so stupid yeah. well he also he says what do you need it for like the way that they say that at Home Depot where they're like I'm gonna help you do I'm this at, what's your project and it's like I don't want you you don't need to fucking know Where's it's the so thing funny. I asked for? Because <laughs> Hank is like, I don't know. Fuck you. I'm not going to tell you. And then also, the next thing that Buckley says is, I don't know what that is. So like, yeah, I don't know what that is. <laughs> but like, that's also another. That's just another dad thing. But like, you know, like I've got, I've got a tech, a South Texas stepdad, like that drives the little truck, like my, you know, Gary. Um, well, and like Gary's like that, like he goes to Home Depot. He doesn't need your fucking help. He just like, for some reason, he wasn't able to locate it. So you should just tell him right where it is because <laughs> he couldn't figure it out himself. And he's mad. And so like show him where the piece is. He doesn't need your help con- building the thing. You're a teenager. You know, it's like a yeah. disdain for uh, like young people that don't know how to build things with their hands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, my favorite thing about this interaction is that uh, <laughs> so okay. So what happens is that there's some women that see this happening and they go, "I've heard, you know, this guy is a really angry guy." And they see that Bobby has a black eye and that Hank is like the losing his temper. And when he Hank gets mad enough at Buckley, he yells, "You're fired!" Yeah. <laughs> Which is, like, he's a customer. He can't yell that at somebody. <laughs> It's like, oh, I yeah, I heard he hit Bobby, and you can tell it's like, um, it's Peggy's voice, uh, and um, like all the, it's like, like the two female voice actors just over and over again, like, oh yeah, he hit Bobby, oh yeah, no, I heard he hit his wife too, like they're just all playing the whisper game at the Megalomart. Yeah, um, the next thing that happens is that we are introduced to kind of a recurring character who's just like this like, bureaucratic annoying hippie liberal guy that he reminds uh, has... me of the the counselor in beavis and butthead he's like that he's he's a hank hill they did the same thing with hank as they did with him like they just yeah. evolved sniveling a bureaucratic like yeah <clears throat> um so like big brain thought that, here hold on real quick isn't that funny how we always turn the good guys into the bad guys like the epa and ghostbusters are bad and the guy that's protecting children in king of the hill is <laughs> a bad guy like he's just trying to protect bobby but we fucking hate him yeah i know that's exactly what i was about to get at okay. uh <laughs> sp- like specifically about fucking ghostbusters too because there's this weird thing with the show where like it's i th- I think it's something interesting about King of the Hill and how also something that I think is going to be weird when they bring it back because they're apparently like rebooting it or whatever or doing like a a modern version or something is that uh, I don't I think the show only works during this period in history where people really 
thought like you could be like bipartisan or whatever. Yeah. Because it's a both sidesy centristy show. Like yeah. it, it's fair. That's why I thought it was funny that they open on the like, oh, New York City, them New York City boys or whatever. You know, it doesn't show you a bunch of rednecks who hate everyone from New York City and everything about like being a liberal or whatever and everything that's woke or whatever. Yeah. It's a mix. You're supposed to get that they're like, no, they're actually sussing out like the the smartest possible combination well, of like left wing and right wing and shit at the yeah, end of the show. I think it's a commentary on Texas. Like people think that we're the extremists. Like most people in places like that are just middle of the road ass people. Yeah. But the one thing I will say is that the thing you're talking about with the, like the government workers. Yeah. That this is the show being conservative. Yeah. Like making fun of the idea saying like this guy's job is kind of pointless in comparison pointless. to these like good old boys like Hank that work in propane. Yeah, he's like, I do a real job. I provide the community with <laughs> propane and propane accessories. He says he works a job, a real job, and like he's a salesman. Yeah. <laughs> like he maybe has to lift the tank. You know, like he does like he wears a button up. Like he doesn't actually really work a real job. I mean not that that's not that's not what I meant. You know what I mean? No, like all all jobs are kind of there's yeah. no such thing as a real job. Like, yeah, exactly. He's he's just very into the myth or whatever. Yeah, but um, but he like very much doesn't do the thing that he is like saying that he does. <laughs> like he doesn't work with his hands. <laughs> he just sells shit. <laughs> yeah, that's true. He's like in he's, retail, he's a fucking basically. salesman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the level of pride he takes in fucking selling shit is really funny. It's him selling propane. It's so, like, I know it's like a, it's a series long joke, but like, it's a really good joke that he takes so much pride in fucking selling propane. Uh, it's like got like a few uses. <laughs> yeah. So this guy, uh, he what what's going on with him like he's eventually he's going to come and investigate the hill family i guess he gets a phone call about them from one of those yeah they call someone calls cps and he and so he gets the tip um and he's like taking down this tip from whoever uh whoever finally decided to call so he goes and he's like don't worry they're in the system and he like heads on over to do the welfare check you know right um So what happens right after that? Because I, I I kind of skipped my in my notes. Well, here, when he I shows re- up, that's when Peggy gets uh uh Bobby is like throwing a baseball uh up against the wall over and over again. Right. And uh Hank is outside working on his truck with uh with uh Bill and Dale, and he's like, "What the hell is that damn <laughs> thumping noise?" And it's a baseball hitting the wall over and over again and then he goes in and yells and like Peggy goes to stop him and it hits Peggy in the head so like Bobby has a black eye Peggy now has a wound on her forehead uh and he's like still throwing the baseball and then the welfare guy shows up and um he sees like her injury and Bobby's black eye and she's like oh we'll come inside and then Hank like blows up because he gets stuck inside of the truck like the the hood falls down on him and he gets stuck in his truck and he's like, Oh, my back, oh my head. And then he like rages out and like comes in right when the little dude is there. So it just right. looks like he's this monster that like beats everybody. Right, right. So you get this classic sitcom misunderstanding. Yeah. Uh Right before this, I forgot. There's a there's a scene right before this where Hank is just in the alley. It's just kind of a weird interstitial, like we're in the alley scene, and he's talking <laughs> with Dale, and uh, Dale says something about um how the the fir- this is the first time we're exposed to Dale being like a crazy conspiracy theorist theorist, which is like one of the most prescient things about the show because this is in yeah. 1996 before like. You, everyone just knows a QAnon guy or whatever, but he yeah. says that... Um, yeah, you had to be a coast-to-coast person. Yeah. Listening to Art and, Bell and shit. He says something about pollution and then something about, like, they're trying to thin out the population so that China can come in, I think. That might be the next episode. 
I don't know. I wrote a bunch of j- Dale gibberish down. He says something about Butro, Butros, Golly, Golly. <laughs> or is, is that fucking Boomhauer? I might be, ah, you know what? You know what? That was Boomhauer. He said something about it. But yeah, he's talking about like population population control or something. Yeah, I'm going to have to skip this. <clears throat> I didn't take good enough notes on that. Um, fuck it. So eventually Hank is uh, trapped in the hood of his truck car. He's yelling at Bobby, the CPS guys nearby. He hears him. And uh, Bobby accidentally hits Peggy in the head with the baseball while he's doing his weird not throwing the baseball off the wall thing. Um, Dale's outside and he's like, I'm going to fix Hank's truck. And he just leans into it. And then he cuts a cord and it's the brake cord, which causes the car to like scoot forward. Yeah. Um, let's see what happens next. <clears throat> Doesn't he like the guy gets like sent away, and then like talked to? I can't. Re- I didn't. I-, I watched this last night. Okay, fuck it. I'll edit around here. Um, let's see. The OSHA guy, the OSHA guy, the CPS guy talks <laughs> to them. Uh. I can't remember what context it's in, but Pe- this is the first time Peggy mentions her Spanish. She says, like, uh, the 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 hijos are mi amigos, or something like that. Uh, oh, I guess he's, like, asking what she does. Well, she also mentions Hank's narrow urethra. Oh, okay. Now, it's all coming back now. Yeah, so, uh, he asked how much, how many, uh, is Bobby your only son? And That's she... Right. Uh, just goes into his. Okay, sorry. Yeah, I was totally blanking. She just goes into to like d- fully describing Hank's narrow urethra, and it just like really upsets Hank. And he's like, "Well, why did you have to tell him that?" And he's like yelling at her in front of the guy. So it looks like like he's rightfully upset and right. like has been taken to the edge. But this guy wasn't there for that, so he doesn't know classic sitcom shit. But like he's been taken to the edge and like in front of a stranger. Now she's talking about his like penis and his urethra and his like ability to reproduce. And he's like, Why are you telling him this? And the guy's <laughs> like, Yep, clearly beats his wife, clearly beats his son. Like, I'm gonna be back, you know. I remember yeah. now. Yeah, totally. That's what happens. And uh, the, the but fucking... she's so calm the whole time. She's like, I don't know. I just he asked how many kids, <laughs> and that's why we can't have more kids. <laughs> uh, at one point, the bureaucrat guy, when Hank is yelling, goes, uh, uh, "Um, loud is not allowed." <laughs> oh yeah. Like, Bobby so takes a hold of that afterwards because, like, after the guy finally leaves. Like they tell, they like tell him to get out of the house. Now Bobby like starts to take advantage, right? Because like right. the the guys like you need to watch the way you speak to them. Loud is not allowed. Like all of that. Like he's gonna come and take Bobby away if Hank continues to be angry like that. Yeah, Bobby's a little shit because of what happens here. It's really weird. Um, he's the, under investigation by the uh, state. Before we get to Bobby, though, the the guy goes to Dale's house next door, and this is like, oh, yeah. everything is established so quick in the show, it's crazy. Like, I didn't realize it was all just going to bang, bang, bang out like that, and then just riff on it forever. But the fir- yeah. first thing you Dale see, Dale is kind sitting of, in his chair smoking. Yeah, he's smoking indoors. He goes like, hey, baby, how about you grab us some beers, which is really funny, because he's talking to the government agent. Yeah. <laughs> and, huh. Uh, Nancy is on her way out the door and she's just like, no, can't do that. I have a, uh, one of my, yeah, I have a, an appointment with John Redcorn. With John get... Redcorn. And he's like, how many, how long have you been having those migraines or something? <laughs> it's like healing takes time or something like that. She hops in his fucking topless Jeep and you're like, oh, okay. Yep. And then, uh, um, and then his son comes out and it's the big reveal. Yeah, the kid looks exactly like John Redcorn. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> and John Redcorn, I can't remember what song he's blasting. Some like fucking badass 80s hair metal song or something. Um, like cherry Pie? Something like that. Um, Luann again. 
Uh, oh, okay. And then eventually they chase Hank chases the guy away after he comes back around after talking like Boomhauer and shit. And uh, Lady Ladybird shows up and barks at the guy, which is cool. <clears throat> um, eventually back at the office the bureaucrat guy is like uh he's talking to the head of the department right, right? what happened and he's I like did re- you talk to the coach there's a reveal where he says that he's from los angeles <laughs> yeah <laughs> really funny meant not in a good way yeah um but okay, he asked but- the the director asked if he talked to the little league coach and he's like, he would know, like, did you do, like, a full investigation? Like, why didn't you ask the coach? Like, he would know if, like, the kid was getting beat up, you know? Like, and he's like, oh, I didn't. <laughs> and then he gets fired or sent, he did, they just send him back to L.A. Something like that, which is weird, because that's not the last we've seen of that character. They recycle him, I think. But uh, he does get sent back to L.A., and the um, the investigation ends. But when they call to tell like the family that the investigation's over bobby answers the phone and they go hey can you tell your father that we're no longer investigating him and then he like doesn't because he's a, he's a little bart simpson type character in this yeah episode. that's like, the part like, i was talking about he goes yep <laughs> and, then he, <laughs> and then he just hangs it up and, <laughs> and peggy comes in and she's like who was that and he's like wrong number and just walks away. He's like, no, I'm making the decision to keep manipulating my parents. <laughs> <laughs> so there's this montage of Bobby taking advantage of the fact that uh, his dad thinks that he'll get like. <laughs> it's pretty funny. There's one point where he's just spraying him, spraying Hank with a hose. And <laughs> Hank has both all of his arms and legs out. And he's going. Oh, <laughs> it's like an anime. <laughs> he's like oh, getting sprayed with all this water. <laughs> it's, it's so funny. He can't do anything. Um, There's another one where they dress ladybird up like hank that's really funny and put, him on, and put her on the riding lawn <laughs> and he's <laughs> yeah. like seething through the window <laughs> yeah the dog is wearing his glasses yeah. in his work shirt it's so <laughs> funny yeah he just does a bunch of like pranks and gets away with all this stuff and like he does it for like a whole <laughs> um but yeah, so it's weird because like within the CPS culture, there is a Hank Hill, though. There is like a guy who is to be taken seriously as opposed to this young uh, hippie guy or whatever. And it's yeah. like his boss. And he's like kind of looks like a more stern guy. He's balding and shit. He looks like, yeah. um, you know, what I don't know, one of the older characters at Hank's business or something. And I don't know what they're trying to say there. Like there's within the government, even there's like more conservative shit that's like making things run correctly or something like uh but that guy eventually comes by i think it was like his like west coast ideals like judging the family structure of like texas families like hank isn't a bad dad hank doesn't beat his wife and kids he's just stern and has anger problems so like chill out like that's what he's telling this like west coast cps guy which is like a weird thing to say but i like that's kind of what I got from it. Yeah, I mean, at one point in the episode, Bobby is talking to Joseph about like whether his dad is abusive, and he goes yeah, he's like, like, "Oh, no he's, way, he's all he's bark. All, he's all bark." Yeah, yeah, Which yeah. Like, like even like Bobby knows he's like, "Yeah, I can push him all the way to the fucking limit, and he'll never hit me." <laughs> like, and I do on the regular. I'm a little asshole, but like he's, <laughs> you know, uh, but like that's I think the point that that like the. CPS director is trying to get a, or what he's saying to that little sniveling dude was just like little sniveling dude. I feel like we should here. also point out Hank keeps referring to as Twig Boy, which is really funny. Twig Boy, well, it's like hippie shit. Like, yeah, he's like, get out of here, Twig Boy, because <laughs> <laughs> he's like slight. I don't know. <laughs> like Hank's supposed to be like really tall, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. He's kind of tall in comparison to the other characters. Like everybody else, yeah. Like but it's a cartoon. Yeah. It's like hard to tell. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, once once the, the CPS guy blows up Bobby's spot, 
then we end up in the situation where Bobby's all of a sudden really scared because now he's, you know, he thinks he's going to get uh, yelled at by um, by Hank. And he's talking to Peggy about it. And she's yeah. saying, like, you know, well, he is kind of mad that you did all this stuff. And then Bobby says, I just did this so I can make him love me. And then. That's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. It, it's not bullshit. But like, <laughs> I'm just like, man, you really changed your tune fast, little boy. <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> you just fucked with everybody for a week and you're like, it was so that you, <laughs> because you don't love me. Um, <laughs> I think it's supposed to be like, we're supposed to think it's real, though, because like. What happens yeah, here is are. what happens at the end of almost every King of the Hill episode, which is that things switch from being like really zany to all of a sudden like really, really nice, wholesome sitcom. Well, once they stuff. get outside, it is like super beautiful, and I like teared up. Like when a tank and Bobby talking, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like, "What am I doing crying?" <laughs> there, there's one hilarious thing that happens before it gets all teary okay. like that, which is that Hank is talking about how like. Uh, he's the way he is because he was raised by his father, and we get the first flashback to young Hank Hill, which is this hilarious yeah. kid with just Hank's, drunk like, and full down. Head. Yeah, and he's then, huge. <laughs> <laughs> and then Cotton Hill, his dad, was at at this point he still already looks like full Cotton, even when he's like in the past with yeah. his Hank's. But he hasn't lost his shins yet. No, he has. Oh, he has lost his shit. Explaining yes, yes, yes. to Hank, he's like, I don't say I love you. I'm not nice to you. Uh, I don't have any fucking room for. Yeah, Nazis shot my goddamn shins off. I don't have to be nice to my son. Oh, it's not Nazis. I wrote down the yeah. quote. It was a Japan man's machine gun. Because <laughs> <laughs> he was in the Pacific Theater. Oh, yeah. Japan man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He was in, like Iwo Jima or something. Yeah. <laughs> and then he shot, and then they just put his feet on his knees. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's wild. I mean, yeah, little, those little suits. Cotton Hill is a, a really incredible character. Man, he's so funny. <laughs> it's so funny, dude. They just put his feet on his knees, man. But that's why. So Hank was raised like that. So there's like, I don't know, you know, maybe you can say this is specific to Hank, but I feel like it's like kind of tying into just generational shit they're saying throughout the show. Like the whole point of the show is why it's a really good pilot, I think, is like the central conflict of the show is that. Hank is super uptight because he was like, he's like an old Facebook guy. Like, I got hit when I was a kid or whatever type person. Yeah. (laughs) And his son, Bobby, is like a type of male that wasn't allowed to exist until the 90s. Yeah, an internet male. (laughs) Yeah. Like, he's like, he would be our age now and he'd be like a hilarious, weird, you know, person. uh, Yeah. Bobby is into into clowning. Yeah, he would be an avant-garde alt-comedian clown guy yeah, or something. Yeah, a magician, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's a soft boy, you know. There's yeah. just all sorts of shit that, that is horrifying to his older father. So, um, yeah, and then they're talking, and he, Hank realizes like, he's, like, struggling to say I love you because he knows he, Peggy has explained to him that's all yeah, you he, have like, to say. Yeah, he, like, spits it out. He's like, I love you all the time. <laughs> no matter what I love you no matter what because he's like <laughs> before he gets to that he's like I, you know like a pr- feelings of appreciation <laughs> <You know? laughs> and he goes yeah of course I love you <laughs> you're my boy <laughs> I'm always proud of you yeah that part was so sweet but yeah he does he just spits it out I love you so much no matter what <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then they get through with it and they're like yeah. uh oh, okay and everything's fine and then you get like that weird end of the episode guitar strum thing and credits roll yeah and that's it that's first episode and that was it. that's the pilot i was gonna do a thing we're gonna have to wait to do this until season two where i talked about the thing where they do a soundbite at the end of the credits but i looked into it they don't start doing that until season two <laughs> So that's just the end. There's no yeah. like wingo or whatever the fuck at the end. Yeah. You know what? One thing I did forget about this episode is when Bobby is doing sound effects. 
<laughs> oh, it's really good. It's like like the guy from Police Academy. <laughs> oh. Yeah, yeah, that was. It's a good episode, though. It's a good pilot. Yeah, I know. I I kind of thought like, you immediate like I immediately love the family, and I want to, you know, I'm like, oh man, these people are so weird. Yeah, I never. I I don't think I've ever rewatched this one because usually when I go back to rewatch a TV show, I just watch random. Yeah, and I never pick the first season because it always feels like like when you go back and rewatch The Simpsons, you're like, ah, the first yeah. season has like a different feel, a like different vibe. Yeah, it's kind of flat and like the you know they take stuff a lot more seriously. Like it just has yeah, an the elevated whole thing is squiggly. <laughs> squiggle energy <laughs> yeah but uh no it was really good like looking back i think they nailed it um i thought it was a a really funny episode i thought it was very sweet the the conflict between bobby and and hank because i have a hank hill father i don't think you've ever yeah. met my dad but he's basically just mexican hank hill and there, I've had a lot of moments like this with him that are very funny. Yeah. Like the I love you, son. I'm proud of you. <laughs> yeah. Which is like not even I'm not really a Bobby. I'm not like I want you to say I love you. But uh, yeah, I think he thinks I am sometimes. So he's uh, I was, nice. I, it's really he, like funny. goes out of his way to do it. He what? Like he goes out of his way to, to do it. Like just to let you know sometimes. So. I uh, have said in recent years just had to block everyone in my family on social media because my social media is too wild for them. And my mom would just like call me and need me to explain just all sorts of insane shit she didn't understand. Uh, But I remember years ago, I was making a joke on Father's Day about how fathers and sons like don't talk to each other and say i love you to each other but it was like a joke just about that because i think it's a funny thing about male relationships yeah and uh my mom saw it and then told my dad about it and i think that he was like really concerned and so now every time i see him he does the like i love you thing at me (laughs) 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 and i've never explained it to him because it i think it would be really embarrassing to like to explain yeah, the... to be like oh, i was just a joke Dad. yeah <laughs> but thanks i appreciate it bro <laughs> like... and also it's like funny and it's fine it's yeah sweet, you know it's sweet <laughs> that's so nice <laughs> he's like i love you <laughs> but, <laughs> remind me of that watching this because he's uh it's a pretty similar thing has happened to me in my life i don't know yeah. what do you think about uh bobby and parents and the family and everything like that as a, not a bobby hill necessarily yeah, I'm definitely not. I don't know what I am. I'm. <laughs> uh, I'm I think I'm Bill. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing up there? Oh, I'm getting up here. I gotta kill myself. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm Bill. I'm. I'm Bill in Louisiana. Um, let's see. <laughs> yeah, I. I didn't really get like. Parented, you know what I mean? Like I was on my own a lot. Um, so like I didn't have any like major speeches or like uh things like milestone things like that, you know, like hey, like I love like you know, like there's lots of love in the house. So like it, it wasn't like I was deprived of that or anything, like saying I love you and stuff. But like uh um all of these like the baseball games and like the sit sit down talks and stuff like that, I never I didn't really get those. So I I know all about them from cartoons and TV. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like but like Gary, my stepdad is very much like a Hank Hill, like super super sweet person, would do anything for his family. But like he fishes and and drives a little truck and he's very serious and he's kind of a conservative dude and uh like he's got a great sense of humor. He's way funnier than Hank. But uh, definitely, uh, like Texas dad, <laughs> you know what I mean, or this kind of Texas dad. Yeah, my dad loved fishing too. Yeah, yeah, I had to. Uh, like I'm friends with Gary on Facebook, but like, yeah, Gary can't be 
any we can't follow each other anywhere else because we do not agree. <laughs> so to preserve <laughs> the relationship, we just don't do that. Yeah, man. Well, that's the thing about King of the Hill, right? Is that it's like yeah. it, it's a space in which things like that can be preserved. It's like a it's this weird, like we're all getting along kind of thing that's happening in the late nineties that like I don't know, I kind of think that like as soon as Trump happened, the entire premise of the show kind of fell apart. You know? Yeah, you can't do this. Yeah. Anymore. Like, <laughs> this has been like kind of gone over a bunch of times on the internet, but like uh, at some point you gotta ask yourself like who Hank voted for and like whether yeah. you can really do any of this with that Hank, where it's Hank like to me is like a George Bush Republican. He loves you know, like, George he, Bush. Like he, yeah, he loves George Bush. Like he probably got fed up with Trump after like a couple years. He's he's one of those like he's definitely a Republican, um, but one of those guys that's like this fucking joker, this fucking fast talking city guy. Like he hates he hates slick business and and the city more than <laughs> like <laughs> like I think he hates the idea of the city. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like that that's what Trump like you know he doesn't like city slickers. That might be it when they bring the show back is like it might work for them to just have blacked There's out plenty that of people of like that yeah that have like they were led down a certain path and like they real they didn't go so far they like turned around and were like wait this trump is a fucking psychopath you know yeah pump the and brakes. like this isn't this isn't the republican party like there's still like republicans out there you know that aren't <laughs> cuckoo ban- i mean they are cuckoo bananas but they're not so cuckoo bananas you know what i mean? there's two layers of it now of there's bananas. regular cuckoo bananas <laughs> yeah. and then there's like this extra thing that came in yeah and then, <laughs> and then there's ultra <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you're right yeah i think you know trump would definitely be the one of the ones who's like those people are crazy i just like the regular war machine and everything yeah exactly yeah interesting okay well uh where dale would be (laughs) i'm sorry and we know where dale would be (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) dale is is q (laughs) dale dale is q and on I wish I'd written down what the fuck he said because it was like it, the first t- thing he really says along those lines is just fucking right out the gate. He just comes in guns blazing and it's like <laughs> Chinese are going to come in or whatever and like they're trying to thin the population with environmental shit. They're talking about the environment and he's like, oh yeah, I've heard that one before. <laughs> okay. Um... I got uh I thought that was good. I think that was a that was a good, good fucking first, first podcast. I'm gonna try to uh but as we do this, introduce little segments and I think that that's good. We just did something that on the uh, the document here is referred to either as Lou Ann Chatter or a Hank discussion. I'm not sure which one I want to go with yet. <laughs> Living chatter is really funny. <laughs> That's my segment for like post episode uh, recap. What do we think? Should I stop recording for this one? Uh, no, not yet. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I think that is. Well, I think we're good. Um, let's see. Yeah, fuck it. That's first episode. Thank you for listening. I'm just kind of doing a recap here, assuming that. This podcast becomes a podcast. This will be the one people start with because people like to go episode by episode with these things. So, hey, uh, thank you for listening to us. I'm Jake. That's Avery. We're comics. Please listen to our podcast. Please give us money to talk about King of the Hill. Um, Do we have plugs? Assuming this comes out anytime soon. Hold on. (laughs) Are you all right? (laughs) You're mid chugging an HEB fucking water bottle when I said that. I was chugging a I was chugging a liter. I was chugging a 1.5 liter bottle of water, and I got down to the very. I wanted to get the last little drop, and it got it got in my throat. The last drop betrayed me, bro. Okay, oh, I'm man. good now. Leave That's, that in. I'm leaving it in. That's fucking funny. Yeah. Oh man, that was it. Was so little. It was. 
<laughs> I was like, ooh, there's just a little bit left. <laughs> I choked on it. Fuck. Oh, that's why you never get sober, Avery. What's up, fucker? Yeah. I'm just, yeah, that's why you don't. All I do is drink water and piss now that I don't drink. All you do is drink water and piss now? Yeah. You said that weird. (laughs) You sounded like you just said, all I drink is water and I also drink piss. (laughs) (laughs) I said, all I do is drink water and piss. I follow you. (laughs) And I meant like, then I I piss. Um, Not that I also drink piss. Just to clarify. Just to clarify. Um, Assuming this comes out soon, do you have any shows going up? Yeah, we've got the McEwen's Variety Hour, the second Friday of every month at the Velveeta Room, the world-famous Velveeta Room on 6 and Red River. Ooh, yeah, Dirty 6, baby, yeah. If you're in Austin, Texas, you can go to the Velveeta Room, see the McEwen's, which is a hilarious thing that Avery and Mike Weeby from the Riverboat Gamblers do. We are there Christians, and it's, like, funny. And you can also meet Michael Parks, who we talked about at the top of the show. Yeah. yeah. Bring her in, make her grin. Any. <laughs> Anything cheesy, welcome at the Velveeta Room. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, fuck uh, it. Yeah, come to that show. I think that's it. All right. All right.